0: another episode of ironing out the wrinkles I'm your host Ros McMaster my co-host Kate Shaw is not able to be with us today but I'm not here alone because sitting in front of me is Nikki Lovell CEO of gather my crew so what is gather my crew Have you ever wanted to help a friend or family member in need but didn't know how to offer your support without being intrusive or pushy? Often we make a well-intentioned, let me know if I can help, but this type of offer can be overwhelming for someone in crisis because when we're in crisis we don't know how to ask for specific help when we're already dealing with so much. And of course there's a whole community of people out there who don't even have family or friends to depend on for assistance in times of crisis and the overriding motto of gather my crew is we're helping people to help people so I'm really excited to have Nikki here because I know our listeners are going to want to jump on board when they find out what this amazing community initiative is all about Nikki
1: hello and welcome thanks for having me
0: first before we get into what it's all about how did the idea for gather my crew actually start
1: so gather my crew was founded six years ago by Dr Susan Palmer Susan had a background in oncology so she really had a foundation and an understanding of how important support networks are But it wasn't until actually she had a personal experience where a friend had to go through a surgery and Susan was trying to coordinate support for her, just support to help her continue to run her household, you know, all the support she needed in her six-week-long recovery after the surgery. And what Susan found was that this was an administrative nightmare. She was, you know, making a million phone calls, emailing people, and she thought there has to be a better way. And that's when she really had this light bulb moment of what if there was a platform that could operate like a help roster and could really bridge that gap between people who need help and people who want to help. And that was the sort of idea around how Gather My Crew initially started.
0: I love that. Importantly, people are still probably scratching their heads and saying, well, what's this all about? So how does this system work?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll start by saying Gather My Crew is bigger than just its app. So we're an Australian charity that works to create connected communities that help each other when and how they need it. And we do that by providing tools and resources that make it easier for people to help each other. So one of those tools is our app, and our app is free to all Australians to download, and what it enables you or a person in need to do is upload anything that you need help with. So, commonly this is things like meals, cleaning, the laundry, it could be looking after kids, looking after pets, and you then invite people via a text message to join your support crew. They then accept if they would like to be part of your support crew, and they then see all of the things that you need help with on sort of like a shared roster, and they can accept the things that they can do. So. It makes it very easy for a person in need to just say, hey, these are the things I need help with. And the app also provides prompts on the types of things that might be useful depending on your situation. And it makes it very clear to potential helpers everything that's needed and when, and they can choose which of the activities that they can help with. And I guess it's people from your basically local communities It's just your personal network, so it's people that you personally know and are inviting to join. We have piloted another program which we received specific government funding to run, which was connecting people who needed help but didn't have a local support network with others in their local area who wanted to help. That was an incredible program and we had amazing results from it, but we don't have the funding to currently run that program. So our existing app that is available is about mobilizing and coordinating existing networks.
0: Okay, so you invite your own networks in. That's that's really interesting, actually, because one of my questions I was going to ask was, is there safety issues? You know, do people end up being taken advantage of or does abuse happen? But if you're inviting friends to be part of your, your network, um,
1: then I would imagine they'd be people that you
0: already had a trust relationship That's with.
1: Right. The app, though, also provides the option to have an inner circle because you might like to have it. You might have a very wide support network that includes, you know, neighbours or people that you might know from you know, activities that you're involved in, but they might not be people that you would want to do, say, your laundry or some particular tasks that might feel a bit more private to you. Within the app, it also works as a communication tool. So you've got folders in there where you can communicate and provide updates on how your health is tracking or provide updates like shopping lists and things. And within that, you can also select if there's things you would only want your inner circle to know. So the app, even though you're choosing who to invite, it still does have some options around there in terms of who sees what
0: so what about those people who actually are fairly isolated and don't have friends or family you know they might be really introverted and never got out into the community and don't have family around can they invite strangers to come and help Or that just isn't available yet
1: you would need to have their phone number to invite them via text message but we encourage people to think that your support network is often bigger than you would expect it to be. And we have some really incredible stories and guidance on our website, which sits in our Help Literacy Hub, where people have felt like they have no one, and then have reached out, for example, to people that might be living on their street or have reached out to say local Rotary or other community clubs. And people they didn't actually have a relationship with initially were very happy to step up and support that person when they knew when they knew that there was someone in their local area needing help.
0: Oh that's awesome yeah so they they just reach out to local community groups because I was really concerned because it must be a lot of people who are stuck.
1: Absolutely and when we ran that other program we just had such fantastic feedback for both from the people receiving help and the po- people who were providing help who were so happy to have this way that made visible, all the people in their community who they didn't know about you know who were going under the radar so we would love to get that program back off the ground it's just a, a matter of when we can secure funding to do so
0: yeah have you got a personal story that you can share from someone who's been making use of the
1: app in one of the stories i was really moved by um was a woman who i met i think i found her story so moving because her life circumstances were quite similar when i had met her she um, we'd both had a similar background and she had three young kids when her husband was actually diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, she was just <laughs> overwhelmed, and she'd rung the cancer council and they said, contact Gather Micro, get onto it, or you're just gonna be playing Freezer Tetris. And what she meant by that is that. When people hear something is difficult has happened, often their response is to bring around a meal if they do, you know, act or help. And sometimes that's great and that's what's needed, but other times, you know, that can actually create more work for the person in need and isn't aligned with what they want. So this particular woman, her name is Sam. She downloaded the Gather My Crew app and anyone who asked, how can I help? What can I do? She simply invited them by the message to join her crew, join their crew. And as um, her husband, Richie's health condition unfortunately continued to deteriorate, things they needed help with really changed. So they needed help with driving him to appointments um, and eventually he became very unwell and he couldn't be at home alone. So they used the app to basically coordinate a 24-7 roster of people to come and sit with him and be with him. And something I found so moving when I talked to Sam about this was a real unexpected benefit of the app was that it meant that they had quality time with all of these people in their network and a much broader network than otherwise would have come into the fold, as well as receiving that help. And that was so important because especially since Richie ended up passing away and he had... You'd had this close time, you know, with childhood friends, with more distant family members, with colleagues who had all become part of their support crew. Wow. So it, it's far reaching.
0: It's, yeah, it doesn't just do what it's meant to do. It has other benefits as well for bringing people together. And so because this podcast is for older people, um, well, 50 and over, does it have to be a health issue? Like if, if there's just older people in the community who simply don't have the means to easily get to the shops to to get groceries or what have you, they can put themselves on this app as well?
1: Absolutely. You definitely can. And there have certainly been instances where people have found that using the app has enabled them to stay in their own home for longer. And the reason for that is that often we find as we age, there might be one or two family members that really steps up and becomes the key helper, but it can end up becoming obviously quite a lot of work for that one person Mm -hmm. when there are other people who would be happy to help out if they really knew what was going on. But administratively, that can be really difficult if you don't have a way to easily organise that. So certainly people can use the app to receive ongoing support and it doesn't need to be something you're using Every day, if that's not what matches your needs. So it's really flexible based on what your personal circumstances are.
0: That's fabulous. That's I'm just so excited about this. So
1: um, you said you're Australia wide. Yes. So anyone in Australia with an Australian phone number can down the, download the app and can invite people to join their crew or can join a crew of others. And also our resources that are available on our website are also available to anyone in Australia. So I really encourage people to link in with our organisation before you need support. So you can do that through subscribing to our newsletter or if you're on Facebook or Instagram to follow us there. The reason for that is once something happens and you need help, you're often overwhelmed with dealing with that particular situation itself and you're probably not going to recall this conversation and that this organisation and that this app is available to you. So if you're already linked in with Gather Micro, it helps to keep it front of mind for you and also then you can already start working on building up your support network and building up your own ability to be able to ask for help.
0: I'm just thinking of country towns, you know, like my folks live up in Mullaney and if they needed help, you know,
1: we're an hour's drive away. Yeah, so one of the great things about the app is it enables people to stay connected even if you're geographically dispersed. Say that you have a grandparent who is struggling, you can still see on the app even if you live interstate all the things that they need help with and you could provide support By perhaps organising a meal to be delivered to their house, you could organise grocery shopping to be delivered to their house. And you also then are just staying connected to that family member. You're really understanding what their needs are and you're able to, it might prompt you, for example, to pick up the phone and give them a call because you understand what's going on in their life at this time. Also through the communication channel function of the app. You're still totally up to date with what's happening with that family member and you can continue to provide emotional support or other support through that communication tool too. What's the communication tool? So the communication tool sits within the app and it's folders like a chat function within the app. It means that everything is in the one place. So you've got your help roster and you've got this ability to actually communicate and, and talk to the people in your support network as well.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And how lovely if, you, you know, the example of the grandparents, if you live interstate for for them to think that you're thinking of them even though you're so far away and supporting them from so far away, the emotional healing that would come from that. Wow.
1: Absolutely. Something I also just want to mention is that as well as putting in the tasks you need help with you can also in the calendar put your appointments so everything again is sitting in the one place you don't have to be flipping between a diary and something else to see everything that you have on so if you have doctor's appointments or other things you can put them in your calendar and then if you want to your support network is also aware that's happening I
0: guess the only people that would really struggle with that is some older people, you know, tend to find it difficult to navigate their way around um, modern technology like this. So have you thought about doing a YouTube instruction video?
1: Yeah, so we ha- we do have instruction videos and I hope desk oh. is also there to provide that continuous support if people are struggling. Within the app, it also does give you prompts. It steps you through what to do and how to do it. And then you have that ability to ask questions if there's anything that you're unsure of. One of the other functions that the app has is that as the person in need, you don't have to be the one that's doing all of the coordination and uploading. You can have someone else that you invite. We call this role a captain. So you could invite, say, a family member or someone else you trust to also be administer it for you which means they would also be able to input appointments they could also invite people to join and they could also upload tasks that you need help with. So it doesn't all have to rest on the person who needs support. you can outsource that to someone else to manage especially if you're struggling with the technology or if it's just too much if you don't have capacity for that and you have someone in your life you trust to organize those supports on your behalf, you can give someone else that role.
0: Oh, that's really important, isn't it? Because I think you were mentioning before also, you know, sometimes there's one family member who's, you know, given extra responsibility and seems to be the one doing all the caretaking. So it's kind of support for them as well, if they can be the ones who are putting it out there, hey, we need some help here. Yes, that's right. Oh, wow. Okay. You guys are all over this. You've you've got it covered from every angle. There's nothing I can uh, challenge you with that you haven't already thought of.
1: (laughs) There's always room for learning. So we're always keen for people to provide feedback. And sometimes people do make suggestions and we can write back and say, that's on our wish list too. Or it might be something that we haven't thought of and, you know, would be great to incorporate.
0: Is there a fee for people to join up with the app?
1: Our resources and our app and any tools that we produce are all free for anyone in Australia.
0: And government funding is coming because you've got a community initiative that's helping really with the health of um, health and wellbeing of individuals using it. We
1: don't it. currently receive any government funding. No, so our funding comes from a corporate partner, which is Dusk. They're a fabulous company that produce gorgeous candles And they provide us with funding every year, which covers a lot of our operational costs. And then we receive community donations. At times, we apply for grants, which we're successful in, and that enables us to run one-off programs. When we did run the other program, which connected people with those locally, if they didn't have a support network, we received some government funding for that particular program but we don't receive any ongoing or current government funding for our existing app or resources.
0: And what's the program that you're running when you talk about getting funding to run a particular program?
1: So we do have other programs that we can offer. I feel like if I talk about them now, though, it might be confusing because we don't have the funding to run them at the moment. But I just encourage people to jump on our website or as I've said, subscribe to our newsletter and connect with us on social media because that's where we'll advertise, you know, when new programs are available or specific programs, sometimes they're location specific as well. So if you're connected in with us, then you'll see when we have those opportunities available.
0: Oh, Nikki, that's fabulous. I'm, I'm really excited about that and so glad that Dusk is on board. Uh, I imagine there's a personal story behind their involvement as well. So, um, that would be an interesting story to find out about. So, uh, access to the app
1: that's on the website as well, how they actually can download the app. You can download the app from any app store just search Gather My Crew so the app has the same name as our organization otherwise just google or use your search engine and type in Gather My Crew and that will take you to our website on there there's very clear instructions for how the app works and how you can download it we also do provide a 7 day a week Melbourne based help desk so if you have any questions or you're struggling with the app at all you can reach out and we're really happy to help you and we want to make sure that it's successful and working well for you. As I've said, though, it's not just the app, so I'd really encourage people to jump on and also have a look at what we call our help literacy hub. And this is where we've got resources, stories, articles to really help people build up your confidence and your skills to both ask for help and to offer help in a more effective way. These are things we can start practising now.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So can you just give us one little tip? What is a good way to um, offer help?
1: A good way to offer help is to provide something really specific that you can do and provide a time and suggestion for when and how you can do it. This makes it much easier for someone to say yes. And it also shows them that your offer is genuine. So for example, instead of saying, how can I help? You could say, I can bring over groceries uh, one day after work this week. Would that be useful? Or you could say, I can pick up your laundry on Friday and drop it back to you on Monday. How does that sound? When you frame it that way, it also gives the person in need an opportunity to say, oh, actually, thank you, but what I really need is someone to just make dinner for me would that be possible for you to drop over a meal this week so yeah. it starts a conversation
0: yeah because that, that that whole line we spoke to um a cancer warrior he'd lost his leg from cancer and he was saying when someone says uh, let me know if I can help is not really an offer of help at all it just makes them feel better that they've done something that looked supportive <laughs>
1: And I mean, people generally have good intentions when they say that. So it's not that we're doubting people's intentions. It's just that there's so much research that shows that for the person in need, they will doubt those intentions. Yeah. And also they just don't have capacity to think about what they need. You know, you're really putting the burden on the person who is struggling to really think about all the things they need support with. That person hasn't got capacity to do that in that moment. That's also why our resources and app are so useful because we provide prompts both on, you know, our website and through our social media as well as within the app for things you might need help with. So we take that thinking, we do that thinking for you.
0: Oh, that's really exciting. I'm just so excited. I can't wait to get on board with this app and spread the word about it to everybody I know. So just before we go... Is there a final word of advice that you might have for anyone needing support after they've had an accident or a hospitalisation and too afraid to ask for help?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of different things. Probably the first is about checking your assumptions. So there's a lot of reasons why people might find it hard to ask for help. Maybe you feel like others are too busy or you're afraid it's going to be perceived as a weakness. But when we really stop and check those assumptions, most of them don't hold true. Because we know, and there's so much research that backs this up, that most people want to help. They want to help people they know and they also want to help total strangers. So it's important to remember that there are times in your life where you're gonna need help and there's times in life when you're gonna be the helper. It's not a weakness, it's not even a strength really, it's just part of being human. No, just re-emphasizing again that getting connected in early building up these skills before you need them um, and building up your support network before you need it as well we also provide tips especially through our social media and our newsletter around how you can build up your support network so if you're hearing this and you're feeling like i haven't i haven't got anyone then certainly you know this is a prompt that there are things we can do and you know the organization can support you to think through that and build out that support network